director. Come on, director. All right, right, right. Yeah, you good. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you for this great opportunity. Thank you for your gift of Jesus to us. Thank you for the gifts, talents you've given us. We appreciate your words so much. So, Lord, we ask you to speak through us. Be a blessing to the body of Christ. We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you uh, so much, uh, Sister Chevy, for your your obedience. Uh, I know why God asked me to have you sing today. The title of the sermon is Keep Your Eyes on the Prize. It's, uh, uh, we are such a blessed people. We're blessed beyond our wildest dreams. Some of us are living in homes we had no idea that we would ever, ever own. Driving cars we thought we would never drive. Have families we thought we would never have. Working a job we thought we would never have. We came through situations we thought we would never come through. But God has been good to us. He's been such a blessing in our life. As God blesses us, sometimes uh, uh, Satan uh, wants to uh, derail us and take us down another path. Before I really get into the sermon, I want uh, you all to think about, I'm going to talk to the young people a lot today, but I want you to think about when you first got saved. I want you to go back when you was a little kid. Some of you all, when your parents used to bring you to Sunday school, 
and you had those memories of growing up in the church as a kid, things were really tight. Uh, you were really struggling sometimes, and sometimes your parents were bribing Peter to pay Paul, and, and sometimes you just struggled. But God saw you through. Sometimes, a lot of you all didn't even realize you were struggling until you got older and your parents told you that you were struggling uh, because because they had given their life to the Lord, God had kept on providing. Often, uh, and I mean often, as God blesses us, we have a tendency uh, to, to bag away from God. Uh, a lot of times, uh, it, it seemed like the thing to do is as God blesses us, Little Derek, we want to get closer to God. But it seems like, um, as I watch people, that uh, the more God blesses them, the more they back away from him. And, uh, and the, uh, as God blesses us, and we ask for God blessings, and, and when we're struggling, when we struggle, Margaret, when we down to our last, and we don't have nothing nowhere to turn, we turn to Jesus. And then he answers our prayer. He always answers our prayer. I'm telling you, he always answers our prayer. And then we get on our feet and we start to do well and he restores things and, and things go well and then we kind of slip back into that mode where uh, we don't necessarily need him as much anymore, right, until another crisis hit. And then we can't turn to our mother, we can't turn to our father, we can't turn to our brothers and sisters. We have to turn to Jesus. I want to tell you and offer you, uh, as you on this journey, and every one of us are on this journey, this pathway, right, uh, to keep your eyes focused on Christ. It's important. Everybody understand the story of Peter when he was on the water, and when he took his eyes off Jesus, he started to sink. I want to offer you, keep your eyes on Christ. We're going to be faced with a lot of things. A lot of stuff going to happen. Sickness, death, all right, things, ups and downs. Don't take your eyes off of the prize. In Hebrews chapter 12, the writer uh, writes, now remember now you guys are like, uh, we reminded, and I'm gonna get on. We reminded we're on this journey like a pilgrim, and we and we moving through life, and as we move through life, things are coming at us on every turn, but Jesus is there, man, to lead us and guide us through every mind. Satan is setting traps for you all the time, sometimes in the family, outside the family, on the job, in the community, and God is navigating your steps, right? But you have to make Him the focal point of your life. At all times, you got to keep your eyes on him. The minute you get off here and look off to the side, all hell break loose. And you try to get back as fast as possible. Right, how many, raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. All right now, so watch the writer, and the writer try to assure us. This is how he assures us. Right? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Everybody said the life of faith. Since we're surrounded by so many people who believe that Jesus is the Christ, so much so, man, they've given their life, and we've seen the testimony 
of their life. Now, some are gone, right? But a lot of them are here. And we see the work of them. He says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Now, now stay with me now. Everything that you do is not always a sin. But there's a lot of things we do, man, that weighs us down from walking with Christ. And say no, man, he can put worries on you and issues on your life and, and your kids can act up and, your, and things can be going bad on your job and you can get laid off. Those things become weights and they'll weigh you down and you'll get your eyes off of Jesus. And if you get your eyes off of Jesus, it will get too big for you. You, you can't handle it. I'm telling you, you can't handle it. I don't care what you're dealing with. You can't deal with it, man, without Christ. Hear me out, young people. Uh, we're coming up against some stuff, man, that's going to be so heavy that you won't be able to stand, right, if you don't have Christ in your life. So you got to look at him, and you got to know I'm on this journey, and he's leading me. He says this, especially, everybody say especially, the sin. Everybody say the sin. Now, if you got sin in your life, and you know what you're doing is wrong, you have to make a, a conscious decision that I'm going to walk away from it. When you have sin in your life, and you make sin the focal point of your life, and you know you're doing wrong, right? So that means I'm not looking at Jesus. I'm watching the situation because I want to know how it's going to turn out because I'm worried and I'm looking over my shoulder because I know the wages of sin is death. Young people, hear me out. I don't care who you are, right? They, they, it doesn't matter who you are. The wages of sin is death. One bad decision can literally cost you your life. They got some stuff out there now called fentanyl, right? Uh, for those who like to smoke marijuana, it's on you. But they got some stuff out there called fentanyl. That stuff will kill an elephant. Right? People are deliberately, man, putting this stuff, man, in drugs. Young people think they know. Hear me out, young people, because this thing has filtered down into your life. Because we're not watching Jesus, and we're doing, we don't want to hear our parents, we don't want to hear what anybody got to say, because I want to do me, because you don't know. You can't deal with that world. You can't deal with Satan like that. Satan wants your life. Hear me out, people. Satan wants you. And one wrong move. I was talking to a guy the other day. He said, I made a decision. Now, he's, I'm 62. He's 61. He said, I made a decision when I was 17, 18 years old. He said, and I love the Lord. He said, but I made a decision, man, that impacted me to this day. We can make a decision that can transform my life forever. That's why we can make the decision to accept Jesus into our heart, and he would change us for a lifetime. And if we make him the focus of our life and we keep him, no weapon ever formed against you will ever prosper. So Satan would bring stuff up against you, but it won't hurt you because you made Jesus the most important thing in your life. And you said, I'm going to live in his kingdom and under his kingship, and he's going to guide me in every situation. So he gave us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us, 
right? Four reasons. Now watch what he said. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. All right, listen to me. Especially the sin, everybody say sin, that trips us up. When we, when we don't pay attention to the sin, it would trip us up. We think we got it. Y'all hear me? I, I, I got this thing conquered, I'm telling you. I can handle this thing. I promise you, in Jesus' name, you can't handle it. Listen to me, people. You can't handle it. Satan been doing this thing for a long time. And you guys are gifted from God. You are a gift from God. The reason why Satan is bringing stuff at you because he want to derail you and he wants to destroy your life. God created us, man, to run the earth on his behalf. Satan is trying to get you to kill yourself. Because then you can't be impactful in the earth if you're dead. Physically or spiritually or emotionally. He'll make you dead to the world. Satan's mission is to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, I know you feel like you got to conquer. I know, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know you think you got to conquer. You got this thing figured out. Uh, but you don't. I promise you don't. Right? That's why you got to keep your eyes, man, focus on Jesus. Everybody, watch internet. Watch social media. It, people are trying to pull you away from Jesus. They're like, get away. You don't need Jesus. It's a spiritual thing. Walk away. Walk away and watch the hell that follows. They're trying to get you. Satan is using people to distract you. They're trying to get you to walk away from your life source. If I can get you to walk away, I don't like the church. I'm tired. This is sick. I'm sick of that. They don't know what they're talking about. Listen, God left the church as the institution, right, to run this world. He said, and the very, listen to me, you think you got it. He said, and the very gates of hell won't prevail against it, right? You can't bring hell in it because it only comes in through you. Remember, it always comes in through people because Satan is a spirit and he has to have a people to work. You got to ask yourself a question. Who's controlling me? Now, now I, listen, when you're all alone and you're in the bathroom and there's nobody but you, right? When you get ready to make a decision, you got to ask yourself, who's running this show? Nobody's around. We're not at church. You know, your mama's not fussing at you. Your husband's not fussing at you. Your wife's not saying anything. But you're in the bathroom, nobody but you. You're laying in the bed, nobody but you. You have to ask yourself a question, who's running me? Who's the Lord of my life? Right? And is, if what I'm doing is self-destructive, I already know that Satan has me and my eyes is off the prize. And, I'm, and, and something else is leading me. And the only way I can get rid of it is I got to get focused back on Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. The only reason you didn't OD is because of Jesus. Because the other person smoked it and died. They thought they had the good stuff. They, they, they thought they had it. 
they thought they had the good stuff. And they and they smoked it and they just knew it and they collapsed. Right? Say that's what Satan is trying to do. You 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 drinking the wrong stuff. You you listen, the person thought they had got away in the relationship until the spouse caught them in the driveway or walked home and caught them. They thought they got away. You know, you think you can get away with it. Kids, you, you, you think you can talk smart and, and crazy to your parents and, 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 and talk, and they, they begging you to do right. And, and you, you can't tell me what to do. And, and I'm going to do this here. And you're stealing from them. And you want to control them. Ask yourself a question. Who is controlling me? What is it that make me disrespect the very hand that feed me? What is that spirit? Well, I don't want to go. Uh, it's just crazy. Uh, you can't tell. I'm sorry. I want to do. Who's talking to you? Who told you to sneak out the house? Who told you to skip school? It wasn't that person, right? It was the spirit that's coming through somebody else, man, trying to control you and tell you they more important than the person that really loves you. So, when, listen, that, listen, that's why it says children obey your parents in the Lord. It's important. He said your days will be long, and it's important. Understand, everything we're dealing with is, is we're in a situation now, it ain't got nothing to do with racism. Sexism, none of that. What we're dealing with now is a spirit of evil versus good. The, the spirit of evil versus good. And so he says, so he says this, he says, especially sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run this endurance, the race of God, the race of God has set before us. He said, you got to get the sin out of your life. If I'm going to be everything God intended for me to be, if I'm going to be everything God intended for me to be, I got to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset me. You guys are multi-million dollar companies. You're a multi-million dollar company. You think the devil don't want to bankrupt you? You think he don't want to bankrupt you? Right? God has a plan for you. The only reason you're alive today is because God has a plan for you. That's why you got to keep your eyes focused on him in the kingdom. And if you focus on him, no devil in hell can do anything against you. You'll be able to recognize him when he's coming. And here's the thing. You already recognize him. You just yield to him because you don't have your eyes. Focus on Jesus. So you don't have the strength to be able to, listen to me, I don't care who you are, kid, adult, whatever. I don't care if you're in the office, I don't care where you are. We all deal with it every single day of our life. Because God wants to bless us to be impactful. That's why he saved you. He didn't save you just to save you. He saved you to move the needle in the kingdom in, in, in his direction. So then he goes on, he says, we do this. How do we do it? How do we drop this off? How do we drop this off? Here's what he says. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. That's the only way we can run this race. 
We got to keep our eyes on Jesus. He says it's this. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Who is it? Everybody said Jesus. Jesus is the one man that perfects our faith. Tasha, we got to focus on him. We, we, we got to get our eyes on the person that's going to help us be successful. If, if, if I'm a train and, and I get opportunity to train with the best or train with the worst, I'm a train with the best. I'm riding with Jesus. If I ride with him, everything is controlled by him. He got it all in his hands. He is the one that controls Satan. So why would I roll with you, Petey? Why would I roll over here when I know Jesus got me? We, you know, uh, we take for granted, uh, uh, you know, we're in a situation now uh, in the country, it's almost like flipped upside down, where you got grandparents uh, raising children. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's happening. And so the kids sometimes, uh, they feel like they can just talk crazy because they're the grandparents, right? But what they don't realize is that the grandparents are not theirs. And God has blessed them to love you enough, man, to do for you. They, they use their resource to bless you when you're not even theirs. Why is that? Because Jesus wants to be a blessing to you. So in order for him to bless you, he has to put you somewhere when, well, listen to him, when you could have been homeless. You, you could have been, so many people have so many issues, but God bless you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody. Now, this is what he says. He said, we do this, right? He said, because of the joy of waiting us. Waiting us? The joy, because I'm going to win this race. He endured the cross. What did he endure? For your sake. He wanted to conquer death, right? He wanted to conquer it. Everybody said conquer it. That was his mission. His mission, he did this, man, so he can conquer death. And he says, we're going to run this race, and I'm going to win it. So whenever he says, lay aside every weight and every sin that's so easy besets me, what he's telling you is, if you're going to win, you got to get rid of some things that Satan tried to put on you. To try to weigh you down because he don't want you to win. That's why I don't care how fast they are. I don't care who they are. I don't care how fast they run. They always try to take off as many clothes as they can. If it wasn't a shame, they would run naked. Right? Because they don't even want the, they don't even want the shorts to slow them down. So they want to take off anything that will stop them from being successful in the race. But not us. We want to take on stuff and still try to run, and it's weighing us down. And Satan said, I got you now. I got you. You're so weighed down with problems and, and issues and all that. You're so tired. You don't even run no more. You just quit. You know, I, I, I've been in in game, I've been in athletics so long, I've seen some kids just quit. So I ain't running no more. They start running the race, and they run the 400 meter, they get halfway around, and, and they just stop. Because the burden is too heavy for them. But God loves you. Now, I, I want to, here's the thing. I want you to keep this in mind. I want you to picture this. The things that you're dealing with in life, I don't care who you are, whether you're 12 years old, or 50, 60, 70 years old, it doesn't matter. 
Whatever your situation is, I want you to think of this. And I want you to hear these words. Watch this here. Here's what the, the, the guy was pilgriming through. Here's what he said. I look up to the mountain. Does my help come from there? Let's stop for a second. <clears throat> when I look to my finances, is that where my help comes from? If I look for my parents, is that where my help comes from? No. Is it my job? No. Is it my best friend? No. I don't care what you look at and you look into it, you think you're in a jam and you're looking and trying to figure out where is my help coming from. And so the psalmist, as he was writing and he's on this journey and he see the mountains and he see these great big mountains, right? And he said, man, does my help come from the mountains? All the stuff that's going on. Is that where it's coming from? I know Papa can do this for me. I know Papa can do that. I know Mama can do that. But is that where my help come from? He says, no. This is what he says. He said, my help comes from the Lord. And this is what he says. My help, Petey, this is what he says, Petey. My help doesn't come from Teresa. It don't come from Derek. It don't come from a check they send you from the state. Your help comes from the Lord. But the summer don't leave it there. He says, who made everything. Whenever you're in trouble and you need help, he says, your help. The pro I remember uh, uh, my, my therapist here, Dr. Abiati, is here, and we was talking, and I was talking to him about some situation I was dealing with with my son and, and my daughters and all that. And he said something to me, and I had to do a self-check. He says, Pastor, that's how he talks to me, Pastor. He talks real slow. When he gets serious, he says, Pastor, uh, the problem is uh, they don't trust God because they think you they God. He says, every time they need something, they call. Pastor, you, you just do it. You don't even give God a chance to do it. So they think you, God. That's all, Dr. Abby. I day. Then I step back and I'm like, wow. That's powerful. Because our kids don't have faith. And we don't have faith in God because we're banking on our parents. Or we're banking on the, how many people don't, they ain't trusting God. They trusting their employer. Because I'm going to get my check on Friday. So my faith ain't in God anymore. My faith is really in my job. Now we say it's in him, but it's really in our job. Ask me how I know, because it's everything in your walk. And then your commitment to him. Because with him, I ain't going to never be late. But with God, I can come in when I feel like it. Right? And, and so, because so, and, and, I know if, because if, he's going to take care, I know I'm a, he ain't gonna, I ain't got to worry about my rent. Because he, and some of us, man, we bank on the system. 
I remember I went to the, the social service with a guy one time, and, and it's a true story. And he went in there. He's getting SSI. And I went in with him, SSI, and he went, went to the window, and he told people, I want my check. And, and the, lady, the checks didn't come. For some reason, they held them up for a day or two. And you, know, you can't mess with people in their SSIs, right? <laughs> and, you know, I gave him a ride. I told him it ain't going to make no difference. They ain't going to give you no check at the window, but we're going to go, right? He went to the window. He clowned. Ah, I and I told him, I said, man, you know you didn't work for that. You know, I, I said, you, 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 you know, you really, uh, you know, they, they giving it to you. You didn't earn that. You didn't do nothing. That's mine, though. <laughs> you know, it's mine. Now, here's the thing. How often we do that instead of really turning to God. And, and, and really trusting and banking on him, knowing that he's the one. So if I keep my eyes focused on Christ, it doesn't matter. What I get, they laugh at me sometimes about, you know, I I don't pay attention to stuff because I know God, I don't even look at the gas prices. That's the God's honest truth, man. So when people talk about, oh, man, the gas price went up, I'm like, and God going to give me some gas money. (laughs) I just know he going to give me, I got to go somewhere and he going to give it to me. I don't care what they do, right? God is going to provide. You, you got to know. You, so I keep my eyes, because I know if I don't keep my eyes on him, I'm going to look at my bank book and get scared. <laughs> you know, I used to always say, man, I don't, I'm scared to look, because I'm, I'm going to get some people say, I got to see it. Well, you see it, and then you start micromanaging. You work, and I'm not saying don't manage your finances, but sometimes we get so caught up, we think we, can, we got it under what? Control. And then something happens. God always lets something happen. To make you have to depend on him. And then you shift. You're like, Lord, I just need you one more time. But just imagine if you looked at him all the time. You know, um, if you just looked at him all the time and just trust him all the time. And and I, and, and I don't care what, I keep my eyes focused. So, and so the, the, the summons was telling that. So then this is what he says in the next verse. Here's what happened when you focus on Jesus. I'm going to give you a, a success. I, I, I mean, this is a recipe to success. This is what he says. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Now, listen. He won't let you stumble. If I keep my eyes focused on Jesus, I would never even stumble. He won't. Listen, I don't have to do it. He got me. Right? I'm not saying you, because when you, when you focus on him, you're going to do what you're supposed to do. And then he's going to do the rest. Right? And then he says, indeed, he who watches over Israel never sleeps. He never sleeps, nor does he ever slumber. So if he's always watching me and watching over me, when you knock on my door and ask me to do something that's wrong, Jesus, this good winner, listen to this, this good, this good, Jay, this good, little Derek, this good, this good, this good. Soon as he knock on your door and ask you to do something wrong, Jesus tell you right away, don't you dare. And then now you got to make a decision. Am I going to listen to him? Or am I going to go out? Because he's always going to show up at the door. Satan will always show up, and then Jesus going to show up with him. He's never going to let you get slipped up on. It won't happen. It won't, he won't ease up on you like you don't know he's coming. Right? He can tiptoe all he wants. He can't even disguise. He can't dress himself up like an angel unaware because God going to show him. 
And then when you see him, now you get to say, oh, I got to make a decision. And if I'm following Jesus, it's a no-brainer. I say what? Satan, get behind me. I bind you in the name of Jesus. You got to get out of my life. You got to move because I know what you mean to do. He going to knock on your door. He coming. Everybody say he coming. But Jesus never sleeps. That's why he's right there. That's why he's right there every single time. He's watching you on every turn. When you're in the bathroom and about to take the pills, he telling you, don't you do it. And you're sitting there and you look at him, you're like, should I do it? That's Jesus telling you, no, don't do it. Here's the deal. When I'm focused on, I promise you, I wish the, I wish the, the, the older folks who know what I'm talking about, man, I was, don't, don't do it. I, I would tell you to stand up and shout. I'm telling you, he may not come when you want him. But he's right on time. He's right on time. And, and he telling, and he listen, and he gonna scream so loud in your ear uh, that I got you. Don't give up, cause I, I'm not sleeping. Then he says this: The Lord Himself watches over you. Who watches over you? He's watching over you. He ain't gonna let Satan just sneak up on you, cause you gave your life to the Lord. You accept me in your life. He said, I got you. you you're never going to be. I'm never going to leave. He said, the Lord stands beside you as your, what's this here? Protective shade. In the midst of the storm, he's your shade. When the sun comes down and it seems like the rays don't make, he said, I'm protecting you. So when Satan, I don't care how he comes, God says, I'm a shade. I'm protecting you. He can't touch you if you keep your eyes focused on me. It was raining this morning. And we got to the house, my wife said, honey, uh, get your hat. I said, oh, so I said okay. I didn't know. So what she's trying to tell me, if you don't want to get your head wet, put your hat on. What I want to tell you, right, if, if you don't want to be rained on in your life, stay up under the umbrella of Christ. You're going to have many opportunities where he's going to try to pull you away from up under the umbrella because he wants the rain to soak you. He wants to destroy you. But you listen, you're too special. You guys are too special. You, listen, you, you, you got to know that Jesus loves you with all your heart. Verse 6 says, the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. And then he says this here. I'm going to wrap this up. He said, the Lord keeps you from all, everybody said, from all, from all harm and watches over you. From, from, he watches over your life. He keeps you from all harm when you focus on him. Right? Then he said, the Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and when? Forever. Forever. Listen, God watching over you. Give your life to the Lord and be real about it. Don't fake about This is real business. This is a matter of life and death. I got to watch them. People, I'm, I'm saying a lot to the young people, but you older people is dealing with the exact same thing at a different level. We are all dealing with it, right? So I'm going to wrap up with these two songs. So, though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you as long as you keep your eyes on the prize. And then he says this here. 
if you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Hear me out, people. He got you. I want to challenge you today to make Jesus your Lord. And I want to challenge you to keep your eyes focused on him. Young people, all young people, want you to look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Winner, look at me. You got to trust God's people. Hear me out. Everybody, look at me. Petey, look, don't look backwards. Look this way, Petey. Yeah, Petey, you thought you got away, didn't you? You, you, you got, listen, I want all young people to look at me. You got to trust God's people. I know they get on your nerves sometimes, but they're there to protect you. They're trying to show you the path of righteousness. They're trying to get you to focus on Jesus and make him the center of your life. Because you can't handle him. Satan is going down, down, down. And he's killing young people younger and younger. And I'm done. Now, here's the deal. Hear me out. We've had six deaths, murders, not just deaths, murders in the last month, in, in less than 30 days, right? Five murders, that's the mosquito. We ain't talking about nowhere else. That's the mosquito. Young people, no old people, everybody young. Here's what's happening. Look at me, young people. He, he's on his way down. Listen, if he, he, the reason why he's starting to kill off people, because what happens is the young people is the ones going to carry the mantle. So if I can get you to self-destruct early enough, right, you can't impact the kingdom. If I can get you to expire, right, you can't be impactful. Your body, that's why he said he needs your body, right? Because your body is what God gave you in the earth to operate. Satan wanted to expire you early before your time because God promised you three, four, and 60. But what happens is we're doing stuff. That's it. Not just drugs. I wonder why I think they're doing drugs. But sometimes disobedience to your parents will shorten your days. People have been saying it for a long time, but it's more real now than ever before. Right? I know you got a, I got a mind of my own. Your mind is not even developed yet. So Satan is really starting to come. If I can get you now, and I get you going the other direction, and if I can get you to be, watch this here, rebellious, then I can get you away from the cross. If I can get you to be rebellious, I can get you away from the cross. If I get you away from the cross, you won't be able to look at it. You won't watch it. You won't focus because you want to do you. We all wanted to do it one time. It's just dangerous now, for real, right? And so God wanted me to tell you that to keep your eyes on Jesus. You got to make him the center of your life. Now, parents, you got to talk to your kids about accepting Jesus Christ in their life. You got to talk to them, man, about getting baptized. Right? You, you got to do it. It's serious. The Bible says you have to train up a child in the way they should go. We got to get our kids ready for the kingdom. That's your responsibility. Now, I can talk all I want, but I'm only here for 30 minutes, and you're going back home. You got to reiterate this message back home. You got to talk to the man about who Jesus is for real. So 
because they, they, Satan is telling them stuff every day on social media. You would be shocked. Right? So if you don't do it, if you don't get Jesus and make it and give them a foundation so when hell comes, they got a foundation. But if they don't have no foundation, man, when the storm comes, it's going to wipe them out. And then I'm going to be up here with you, crying with you, and telling their story. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Everybody stand to your feet. So for those who do not know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, I'm not asking you all to come down, but what I'm asking every young person, particularly kids, I know they don't like to come down in front of people, they get nervous. But there's a card in the back of your pew. I want you to take that card, and I want you to put your name on the card, and put your phone number, and I'm going to call you personally, and I'll call you today, and walk you through, right, salvation. I'll do it today. Your parents won't do it, I'll do it. I just need your card. You ain't got to be embarrassed in front of nobody. It's between you and the Lord, right? And I'm going to have that conversation with you. I love you that much, right? Let's bow our heads. Lord, we thank you for every single person here today, every adult, every child. Lord, we ask you in the name of Jesus that don't let us get sidetracked. Let us focus on you, Jesus, our lifeline. Our everything. Lord, we got to see you. We got to look at you. We got to have our whole life centered around you. You've been too good to us, Lord. You blessed us too much. Lord, you brought us too far. You've done too much for us. Satan is trying to get us to forget about you. But Lord, the evidence that them being here is, is evidence meant they still love you. So Lord, don't let anyone leave like they came. Let them have a stronger desire to live for you. Let them have a strong desire to tell people about you. We just thank you and praise you and magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The altar is going to be open for those who want prayer. It's, everybody says it's giving time. I want to share. I, hey, give the Lord a hand clap. Now, I, wa I want to share this because I don't talk about offering much. Um, but remember... Your commitment to God and your focus on the prize is evident in your financial resources. We can only do what you, how you bless us, right? As you bless us, man, we'll be able to bless the ministry and other people in the community. You guys got to do your part. Don't hold, when God bless you, man, don't hold back. Don't ask God to bless you, then he bless you, then you start giving him less. Amen? Everything you give is going to be used for the kingdom of God. It's not to do anything other than the kingdom of God. We don't take it. We don't. We don't take your resources and mismanage them. I would not do it. God would not allow me to do it. I promise you, I'm give my word. It won't happen. So you can trust us with your resources. But we need your help in ministry, right? We need your help. All right. I have to tell you that. Dear Lord, bless those who have to give and those who have not. We thank you and we praise and magnify you. Lord, we ask you give them a desire to give. Let it be a part of their worship in the name of Jesus. Don't let no one ever 
ever be missing or lacking anything because they sold into the ministry. We thank you and we praise and magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, as we leave this place, whenever your presence, we ask you, Lord, to be with us. Give us traveling mercies. Guide our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. The altar is open for those who want prayer.